0: I'm Kirby Connell, otherwise known as Volley Fingers, and I'm joined by my dad, Jeff Connell. So here we go with Stash Talk. I'm excited about this one. I'm excited to have Chad Sloop on here with us um, during this segment of Stash Talk Parents Edition.
1: So Chad, it is good to have you on
0: here today. We appreciate you taking time
1: out of your busy schedule. Share with us for a few minutes about uh, your family, about baseball, about UT. So let's get this thing started.
0: So, let's begin with um, you just telling us a little
2: bit about your family. Yeah, so, um, of course, you know, appreciate you guys uh, having me on the, uh, tonight. Um, really looking forward to this. Um, so, a little bit about my family, you know, um, we live right outside of Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, born and raised right outside of Charlotte all our life, my wife included. My wife's name's is uh, Brandy. Uh, We've been married, come up on 24 years. I've got two kids. I've got an older daughter that's uh, 22. And, of course, I've got um, Hunter. That's a freshman there at the University of Tennessee, and he is uh, 19.
0: So, Hunter's a freshman at UT. Um, Just give us a little bit of of an introduction to Hunter, a little introduction about Hunter, and maybe we'll have him on here um, in the future.
2: Yeah, so... um, Like I said, 400, he's 19 years old. Um, you know, he kind of, he kind of came in this world back in 2003 as, I'm not in the Kirby. I know if you've seen him and got to know him, yeah, he's a big guy. You know, he, (laughs) he, uh, he came in this world as a big, big kid. Um, I don't remember exactly, but he was really, really big. You know, he's, um, he grew up, you know, loving baseball. You know, I remember him being four years old with me coaching T-ball and, Stuff like that. And they, they wouldn't let him play because he was four years old, but he wanted to play and they let him play because I coached and I promised that he wouldn't get hurt <laughs> and get the, get the little league, the little league, uh, people in trouble, you know, because he got hurt because he was too young. But, uh, you know, he kind of really kind of excelled at baseball it was always, you know, real, just loved it. Yeah. Uh, you know, growing, you know, growing up and then moving into middle school, he got, he's a big basket, turned into a really big basketball guy. Played a lot of basketball. Um, really, honestly, thought that's really the route he was going to go in college. Um, had a, had some Division one basketball offers, and then you know, fast forward to his junior year of high school, um, he really decided that baseball was really what he wanted to do, and pretty much walked walked off the basketball court and as, from a competitive standpoint, walked away from you know. Basketball scholarships, and, you know, at that point, he didn't really have a whole lot of interest in baseball because he was really an unknown guy. Um, but once he kind of put his mind to it and really was doing, doing these lot of showcase things and, you know, people got to know him and got to see him. Um, the baseball really took off and kind of had some schools, uh, ACC schools offered him, you know, but, and I'm sure if he told you know, Tennessee was really his dream school. And, you know, once it really was not a really hard decision for him and us as a family because we've kind of grown up being UT fans. And, you know, once, once he got that offer, it was like, yes, I'm going to Tennessee. And so that's kind of where we're at right now.
0: That's awesome. So uh, tell us a little bit about Hunter's baseball journey before UT um, from a dad's point of view.
2: Well, he, um, from a baseball standpoint, he really, you know, we did the typical, you know, starting to travel ball thing. You know, at a fairly young age, you know, I, I coached a lot up until probably he was 11. And, you know, once he got to 11, got to that Cooperstown age, you know, I really kind of took a step back and, you know, enjoyed it from the sidelines. And really didn't play a whole lot of baseball between 12 and, I would say 14, 15. Kind of, you know, like I said, it was more of a basketball heavy summer, if I I put it that way. And, you know, except then when, you know, when he decided to walk away from basketball and got on to, you know, some some decent travel teams and started traveling, you know, nationally and playing these national tournaments is really kind of when it kind of flourished. And, you know, like I said, everybody tried to start really taking notice of him and, you know, start getting those offers.
1: So I know he, High school-wise, he ended up at P-27.
2: That's correct, yes. So
1: talk us through that because as a family decision, that had to be kind of tough, I'll say.
2: Yeah, so he was in public school system up until he was a junior in high school. Um, And like I said, his junior is when he decided he was really going to focus more on baseball, totally. and. Initially, when we left, when he left the public school system, he actually went to Combine Academy, which is uh, just outside of Hickory, North Carolina, for his junior year again because he re- he did reclass. He reclassed after he left public school. Went to Combine Academy for a year. They had some. Actually, I take that back. He went for a, a year and a half. They had some coaching issues going on up there, um, so we just he decided really because we supported him in it uh, to go to P twenty seven out of Columbia. Um, And played his senior year high school spring high school season down at P twenty seven in Columbia. Um, So that's kind of that's kind of how it kind of a whirlwind last two years of high school. But um, you know, I think it was you know beneficial for him, you know, to get get some specialized training and really focus on baseball more so than he would get be able to do it in the public schools.
1: And for those who don't know, P twenty seven is what I call one of the sports academies. And people know like Oak Ridge in basketball, and you know Oak Hill. I'm sorry, not Oak Ridge. Oak Hill in basketball, and um, you know some of those. But P27 is kind of becoming a little more broadened, but they really started as a baseball uh, academy. And uh, we've got some guys that I actually used to do lessons with that are down there uh, now. So it's kind
0: of it's kind of like IMG a little bit
1: on a smaller scale.
0: Right. Yeah, just li- right. just a little bit smaller scale <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you talked about him being a big guy and most UT fans probably don't know that much about Hunter so from a dad's point of view and this may be one of those questions you go I don't want to answer this <laughs> because we, we don't want to brag about our kid right. um, but give us a snapshot like um what position does he play so some of this i know but what position does he play how big is he how fast does he throw some of those things and just kind of you know what can what can we expect
2: yeah so i will just you know he's right now he's a, he's a six foot eight um i know when he when he went into ut he was about hurt 200, 235 now i'm sure he's probably a little swimmer than that now after he's been with q for the last you know, three months. <laughs> I'm sure he's probably not quite that much yet or excuse me, anymore. But, uh, he, um, so he is a pitcher. He's done, he's pretty much pitched exclusively for, you know, since he was in eighth grade, ninth grade. You know, he has been up to 96 miles an hour. Um, I think he usually sits 94, you know, somewhere around there. He depends on the day, but, um, I think one of the big things that, you know, I think from, from a dad's perspective, being that tall, um, you know, in, in looking at all the things that we look at as dads, you know, all the metrics and stuff oh, yeah. that we always hear about, you know, that's a big thing when they're in the recruiting thing. So, you know, he from, you know, what I've been told, he creates a lot of downhill angle when he throws a basketball because, it, you know, it's not really flat. It's more of really down the heel because he is so tall, which, you know, I guess that makes it harder to hit. I guess it's not as flat, but. Right in know. the pitcher. He is right handed. Yes, he is right handed. Yeah, we could. yeah, my daughter is left-handed. It'd been nice to have him left-handed throwing ninety-six, but you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so
1: he's I probably got I about a, a, he's probably got about more twelve inches downhill than Kirby has. So uh, yeah, but, no, I don't know what
2: that. Yeah, I don't know what that number is. I never. I don't know what that yeah. how much it is, but I'm sure it's probably. Pretty so
1: Kirby, fill in the blanks a little bit for us. So tell us from your point of view um, about Hunter, what you've seen so far, and I know. Uh, you know, that's probably not a whole lot. I don't know whether he's even thrown in a scrimmage or anything yet, but uh, talk to us a little bit from your point of view as a pitcher.
0: Yeah, so I I didn't play summer ball this year, so I basically got to stay in Knoxville and, and lift with the freshmen and just kind of be there to, to help them get through it with Q. Um, but I, I watched him develop um, from basically a, a teenager to – a from a boy to a man in the amount of four weeks five weeks um just being able to understand that hey like I know you you may talk to your parents but you're you're basically living your life on your own here and I I think he's he's been able to handle it all um and then just on the baseball side it's it's pretty electric um electric arm especially when it's six eight um you know that's I don't, I usually don't have to look up to anybody, um, but with him being six eight, I have to look up. Um, but I am only like five eleven, so. Um, but no, Hunter. Hunter's definitely. He's definitely grown up a little bit, and I think it's. I think it's something that's that's really good for him, and I uh, can't wait. I actually can't wait to watch him throw in a scrimmage. Um, I don't know when he throws, but um, I know it's going to be electric, and it's going to be awesome to watch probably not as big a
1: deal for you guys uh, because him being at having been at P27, but uh, talk us through what it was like um, dropping him off at campus. And that's, I don't probably doesn't matter whether you've done it before or not. That's still kind of an emotional thing. And um, just knowing it's that next step in the journey.
2: Yeah, it was definitely emotional. You know, I don't, you know, you know, it was a little easier. You know, given that you know during his time at Combine and also his time at P twenty seven, you know he did live on his own. Pretty much, um, he had to. You know, he was two and a half hours away, and you know, so he had to make his decisions that he has to make as a freshman there at UT. And you know, so I think that's a little bit easier from a parent's perspective to kind of so easier transition from for us also not just him you know, that he's already been kind of doing those kind of things for the last year and a half. And, you know, other than just changing from, not, from Columbia, South Carolina to Knoxville, well, then I don't think that he he felt like it was that big a deal. But, you know, of course, his mom, you know, and, you know, myself also, you know, we're a little, you know, happy for him. It. it was a, you know, it was an exciting time. But, you know, also he was a little bit further away from home. So I think that played into it a little bit, but, you know, He seems to have, you know, jumped right in and taken it all in stride, and you know, hopefully, he's he's you know doing the things that he needs to do to get where he wants to go.
1: Okay, so two questions real quickly. Number one, how did y'all end up being UT fans? And then number two, um, if you were talking to a young parent, some advice about the recruiting process, anything you would do different? Good, bad, indifferent—whether it involves UT or just the whole recruiting process as a whole. But first, how did how did y'all become UT
2: fans, or he become a UT fan? Yeah, I think that from a UT standpoint, I think he just—I just, just kind of rubbed off on him. Um, I have family that lived there in Knoxville, right outside of Knoxville, should I say, and um, I really became a UT fan. I had a, a when I was in high school, and then I had a guy who played tailback for me when I was quarterback at the the varsity level, went to UT and played with Peyton Manning, so I followed him, so that's kind of how I kind of became a UT fan, you know, and I think it just rubbed off on my daughter and and Hunter, and that's kind of why when he offered Hunter at UT, it was, he forgot about all the other ones, and it was like, hey, that's where I'm going because I've been kind of a UT fan for a long time, so that's, that's kind of the background from the UT standpoint.
0: So when Hunter comes on here, we will finally get another person who likes Tennessee That's all I'm gonna say
2: I would say so yes if he doesn't say that I'll I would be speechless <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah because we are uh, we won't completely give it away but we're sitting to um the opposite way we only have two. Oh, more. yeah oh wow like we're. We are slowly working our way through the SEC and then we won't give away because we're recording this before the Friday one goes out. But uh, I've kind of thrown it out there on Ball Nation already. But, um, yeah, we're slowly working through the SEC, I will say. And, oh, man. But it uh, sits it's, it's to the opposite way right now. Oh,
2: wow. But, but well, uh, I, would, I would be shocked if he would, if he would say anything different. <laughs>
1: J. Ross Painting and Drywall of the Tri-Cities for all of your painting and drywall projects in Bristol, Kingsport, Johnson City, and Southwest Virginia. They are licensed, bonded, and insured in Tennessee and Virginia. Contact J. Ross for your residential and commercial drywall and painting needs. Call them at 423 777 7677. Don't forget to tell them you heard it on Stash Talk. Tell them Kirby sent you. So, from my point of view, and Kirby's a going into his senior year, so we're working on four years into this. And if you add the recruiting process, I reckon six, seven years. I think we have one of the greatest coaching staffs, if not the greatest coaching staff in college baseball, you know, from top to bottom. But tell us about the coaches from your family's point of view during the recruiting
2: process. Yeah, so, you know, dealing with COVID and all the restrictions that the NCAA put on, you know, coaches' visits and traveling and and those things that we had to kind of deal with in, in the first two years or something. Uh, you know, it, it was a little bit different of experience than what I've, you know, kind of heard from some of the other parents. Um, you know, there's a lot of Zoom, a lot of Zoom meetings instead of, you know, meeting at the field because, you know, their, NCAA didn't allow them to travel at all to summer ball and stuff there for, for a long time. So, like I said, there was a lot of Zoom meetings, um, with all of us, you know, Hunter being away from home. So we, you know, kind of had to connect and make sure that he was, you know, schedules were aligned, which was a little bit tricky sometimes. Um, so that's really much how that kind of led into, you know, the uh, offer from UT. Um, I, I think we really more Elander probably, Coach Elander probably was the one he visited with and actually actually showed up to a lot. Um, not so much Coach Anderson. You know, we 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 had been on some video stuff with Coach, e, uh, excuse me, Coach Anderson, um, and he he talked to Coach V on the phone. But you know, Coach V uh, never really came to any games. It was just more Coach E, and that was really our direct contact with Coach uh, Coach Lander.
1: Yeah, it's a little different for everybody because ours. You probably have heard ours was completely the opposite. Kirby only dealt with Coach Vitello and. Anderson came to oh, okay. one ball game, but by then, the offer had already been made, kind of, and so ours was different than a lot of guys.
2: Yeah, and, I, and I, I understand that. I mean, you know, it's not that, you know, we're upset that, you know, it kind of took that way that we didn't talk to, you know, to be a whole lot. It's not that. it just, you know, I understand that they were restricted by what the NCAA could do, allowed them to do. so. You know, it was, a, it was a tough time for everybody. So, you know, it's just it really didn't bother us that bad that, you know, we were on Zoom calls and instead of, you know, meeting them at the ballpark and talking to them and stuff like that. So, you know, it really, really wasn't a hard feeling compared to what some of the other ones have had, you know.
1: Yeah, and that's weird too because when Kirby went through it, we weren't – a lot of times we were in that dead period so they could come watch him. But we couldn't have conversations, so it'd be like, you know, hey, from a distance and, you know, maybe a conversation as we're passing or, you know, that kind of thing. And um, I think the recruiting process for every player is different just according to who they are and where they are and who's seeing them. And COVID really changed that for you guys. So
2: Yeah, it sure did.
0: So I know Hunter's been on campus um, for about – Two months now, um, probably going on three months. Um, what what has he's been? What has he been talking about? Um, like being on campus and and finally getting into uh, what we call fall ball. And has he has he got past the scared point and has he moved to the uh, the appreciation point yet?
2: <laughs> well, I mean, I'm sure that Hunter's a lot like a lot of other teenagers that you know he's not very forthcoming with information. You know, you have to pry out of him, or try the best you can can to pry what you can out of him. So, you know, he's he's a very kind of private guy. Um, you know, I try to ask him, but you know, he just kind of keeps to himself, and just kind of, I think he understands what he needs to do. And you know, we want to. I want all the good details. His mom wants all the good details. But, you know, it's, you know, it, if he has something that goes on that he just kind of yeah, it's okay, it's fine. I'm doing, I'm doing good. I'm, you know, so he hasn't really divulged a lot of. You know, I would say information, you know, other than, hey, hey, the things are going good. And that's about all you get out of him a lot of times, you know.
0: (laughs) Well, I'll for sure uh, let him know to make sure you text your dad now, all right? Uh, Yeah. I'll tell him tomorrow. I'll tell him tomorrow. (laughs) Make sure you text your dad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So um, throughout the recruiting process, um, was there any, like, fan, like UT fan interaction? That was either good or bad that may have stood out to you.
2: Well, at least for me, I think we, very shortly after he committed, we were, we actually came up to watch the, um, I guess it would have been the 21 Vanderbilt series there in, in Knoxville. Um, Hunter just happened to be in, in Knoxville for a baseball tournament with, um, with his, uh, high school team, um, at, uh, Farragut and Coach Elander, no, I think he knew he was in town and said, Hey, you guys want to come by and watch Vanderbilt? And I think that was one, I think the, uh, the Saturday game when Ryder pitched and, um, Tennessee lit him up pretty good. You know, that was exciting. That was an exciting game. And I remember standing there at the wheel call and some young, some lady in this little, little kid, I would say seven, eight, nine years old, maybe, um, somehow knew who he was. I have no idea. Wanted to get pictures and, you know, signed his hat and all the stuff like that. And I was kind of, you know, I stood, I kind of took a step back and was really kind of brought away, really. Um, didn't expect that at all. And you know, I didn't really ask them how they'd do but they, it, you know, so that was a really cool experience. Um, I think for him too, it was kind of like, Hey,
1: that's a wake up call.
2: Yeah, that's a, that, yeah, this is this is big time baseball here. So you know, <laughs> you know, and he's still he's still a junior in high school. So at least for me, I haven't really talked to him about it. At least for for me, that was a pretty eye opening experience. Like, man, this is this is serious business here we're dealing with.
0: That's yeah. awesome. So when it comes to the twenty twenty three season, um, what are you what are you looking forward to um, uh, for the team or? Um, or hunter's point of view, or maybe about the about your family, maybe what they what they want to see out of the twenty twenty three season.
2: Oh well, I, I would I would hope that anybody you ask that question to would say, hey, I hope that you know we're you know we're able to hey, do go all the way and win a national championship. I mean that's I mean I would think that that's why everybody's there. They want to that's the ultimate goal, um, and that would be that would be ex- unbelievable to be you know a first year guy to be able to accomplish that as you know as a team and you know we think that the teams is gonna be just as good this year as they were last year. I don't you know, I, I think that that's a realistic expectation, you know, given the you know, given what they what they have coming back. I know that pretty much the infield was, you know, decimated by the draft and and stuff like that. The pitching staff is still phenomenal. So I don't think, from a pitching standpoint, that it's going to drop off at all. I think it's just going to be just as strong as it was last year. So I think that that's you know kind of what we we, we would like to see. i know Hunter would like to see that. You know, so I think he's he's wanting to just take it all in, and be around those older guys like yourself, Kirby, and some of the you know the veteran guys who've been around there and just kind of learn from them and you know be ready if whoever gets a chance to go in, he just got to be the next man up and go in and. When it, when there's chances and make the best of it. I, mean, I think that's realistic for him. If he gets a chance, he needs to, you know, capitalize on it and, and get some experience. And, you know, maybe in a year or so later, he'll, you know, be able to step into a starting role or, you know, a midweek starter or something like that. I think that's probably a realistic, you know, expectation from our eyes when we look at him also.
1: And I would say that point of view has changed because if you, probably had asked Kirby and I four years ago, uh, the expectations for the twenty twenty season, it would have been a little different because when he committed to UT, they hadn't been to, to Omaha in forever. They hadn't been to the SEC tournament. And so I think as, you know, we talk about now the level of expectation has changed so greatly that this new group of guys coming in, um you know they better they better be ready to go because the expectations there, and I don't think it's been there in the last little while. So, um, you mentioned earlier Q, so I'm assuming that he has uh, shared with you Q and Q's workouts and and all of that.
2: Yeah, I got to laugh laugh at him, and I know Kirby can appreciate it. But, you know, I think that I think he said that. Yeah, Cody, you correct me if I'm off. I'm mistaken because I'm, I may not know exactly what he's talking about. But I guess the 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 warm up to the workout. I think he said it took them two weeks before they could complete that before they even picked up a weight. So um, I can only envision what that may what that entails. <laughs>
0: yeah, it it took them a while uh, just to be able to lift up a weight. But I've, I'm not lying. It, I don't think any regular person could come in and do our our warm up and pass the first time. It's just it's just not it's it's honestly harder than our workouts. But just it's just a mental thing, right?
1: But Q does such a great job, and it's kind of come up every every podcast um, does a great job in there and uh, changing kids and and you know I think that's part of what amazes me is. You know, we've got the guys that are the really good platform, you know, Coach Vitello, Coach Anderson, Coach Elander that everybody sees. And then you've got Q in that next group that are right there, you know, changing. And uh, like you said, it's different um, because I, being four years into it now, I get amused when, uh, you know, you talk to parents of freshmen and they're like, dude, like, what is the deal with this workout? And I'm like, oh, they'll get over it. They'll figure it out. You
2: know. Right. So, Yeah, I mean, I think he even made the comment to me. He was like, Dad, I knew knew it was going to be tough. He said, but I didn't know it was going to be anything like this.
1: (laughs) So, kind of close out with this. What do you want Hunter to get out of his time at UT as a baseball player, a student, and a human being?
2: Yeah, so I think that, you know, I hope he can. You know, if for some reason the baseball, you know, baseball career doesn't, you know, go past UT, you know, I hope that, you know, that his time there, he can make those lasting relationships with people that that'll last, uh, you know, the rest of his life. You know, with the guys on the team, be able to be able to call those guys, you know, and Really confide in him if he has an issue later on down the line in life. You know, I think that that's an important aspect, especially when you're away from home to build those relationships. with, You know, those guys on your team because everybody's got something in common on that baseball field. And moving forward, you know, after graduation or if he goes into the pro ranks, you know, I think that he needs those still needs to you know rely on those guys. From a baseball standpoint and even in life that, you know, that he can still has those relationships that he can fall back on, you know, if he needs to. Um, really, I think that's really the why we're here. You know, we, we, enj- we enjoy as, as people having other people in our life. And I think the more positive role models that he has in his life, I think the better off he will be, you know, as a, as an adult.
1: Right. What is he wanting to do as a major? And uh, we're still working through that.
2: Yeah, I think he. I think right now he's he's a business major. He's always been one of those guys. He, I know he, he jokes about it a lot, but he's. I think he wants to be the the Shaquille O'Neal of the baseball world and on the Papa Johns and all the Chick Fil A's and you know those kind of things. Um, if I had all the money that I spent on Chick Fil A for him, you know, years, I could probably buy a Chick Fil A restaurant <laughs> right now. But um, <laughs> so I think he's leaning toward that, you know, and just being a business major and you know, and, and doing something like that when he, you know, when he graduates and when I said, I call the real world when the real world hits you. I guess you know, and baseball is no longer a thing. Now, he may say something different. He may change his mind. He may have changed his mind in the first six weeks he's been on UT. It's hard to say, but, but that's at least, you know, what I think he wants to do anyway.
0: Gotcha. Well, I want to say thank you again for coming on here. Um, is there anything that, you know, we may have missed that you want um, fans to know about Hunter and about your family?
2: No, yeah, I believe that's it. Well, I appreciate the, the invite, and I appreciate the time you took out. and um, Go ball.
0: Yes, sir. Uh, we hope you have enjoyed this special edition of Stash Talk, Parents Edition.
1: Get your Volley Fingers merchandise. We've got jerseys, brand new order of orange, white, or checkerboard jerseys, just in time for football season. We have leather patch caps. You can check us out on all of our social media at Volley Fingers, or contact us at volleyfingers at yahoo.com. Get your Stash merchandise today.